Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Exactly, specifically the same exact mother will. Your host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, I am A.J. Orsini, and normally I am joined by Deceived Dave, my brother. Uh, he's not here today. As a matter of fact, today, <sighs> today is both special and weird. It is all special and weird, or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. You know what's happening? Oh, wait, I kind of have an idea of what's happening. So, how long's it been? (laughs) How long has it been? Deceived Dave's not here today, as I just mentioned, but uh, that's because he's got some stuff going on at the house. I, too, have stuff going on at the house, but this is my show, and I've got the equipment so I could put something up and do something with this, but um, not really in a position to be doing shows right now, as a matter of fact. We missed uh, last week. Multiple reasons, holidays, health issues, as I put on social media, health issues that are still happening as we speak. So I can tell you right now that uh, we're not out of the woods just yet. So where do I begin? So I I promised updates as far as the health goes, because that's pretty much the predominant story at the moment is uh, the health stuff. So let's get into what the fuck happened. So, okay, so the the very minute, <laughs> I mean the goddamn millisecond, we wrapped on our last episode. We we literally said, right before we wrapped, we said, man, uh, this is going to be a cool Thanksgiving, right? I'm heading to Jersey to go be with uh, my brother and the rest of my family and my mom and all that stuff. First time in a long time that uh, all of the kids and my mom and our prospective partners and spouses and whatnot all together in the same room. It was going to be kick-ass. We were going to try to sneak in an episode of the show, and, and, and it was going to be a whole thing. We were going to do a whole lot of cool shit. And uh, this was supposed to be an amazing holiday. Compound that with the fact that during the course of this holiday, my brother had received some amazing news that he will... He will update you guys on. I'm not going to steal his thunder on that. He'll update you when he's ready to update you on that. Big step. Much, uh, mucho big surprise uh, 
and it worked out well for everybody involved, I think. And and I'm going to let him give you guys that information. So big positive weekend for Brother Dave here, a little Deceived Dave action. And on my end, I also got a bit of really good news. I found out on the day before Thanksgiving that I successfully passed my teaching exam. So I will be getting licensed and certified to be a teacher here in New York City come January, officially. So there's been some good news. There's been some moments. There was a plan to celebrate, of course, enjoy the holiday season of Thanksgiving. And that was the plan. That's how everything was supposed to go. That was what was in the book, brother. Alas, this was not one of the better holidays that we've had. In fact, it might go down as, quite frankly, one of the worst. (laughs) Because everything, and I mean fucking everything, that could possibly go wrong to a few small groupings of individuals can happen, all fucking culminated either on Thanksgiving Day or in the days following. Uh, a string, not even like a an individual event or something, a string, a, 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 a loo, if you will, of just horrible fucking things happening all within a stretch of mere hours or days at that. <clears throat> Again, I will let Dave update you on his side of the thing so that he can determine what it is he does or does not want to share. That's up to him. Uh, hasn't exactly been a thousand percent batting average for his side of the fence either. A lot of uh, unfortunate things happening his way as well. But I, I can talk about mine, my side of things. So let's do that. Uh, my, the Thanksgiving took place in my sister's home, which is a brand new apartment and it's a wonderful apartment. It's an awesome apartment. I like it. It's dope. Fits everybody and what they need and what they got going on. It's perfect. Unfortunately, their apartment building is a lot like mine here in New York. They live in Jersey and here in my apartment building, the, the building controls the heat. So they turn it on whenever they turn it on. And then from there, once they turn on the major heat source in the building, we then, inside the apartment, have the ability to use a knob in each specific room to determine how much of that heat we really want. Now, we're on the first floor, so we tend to use a lot of the heat. But that's kind of how the setup is. The building will set off its own heat. And then within the individual apartments, you get to decide. But unless that building turns that heat on, our knobs mean nothing. They do nothing. You just turn them, they just squeak, They nothing. Can't regulate any heat. So you're kind of at the mercy of the building to determine on its own when is the appropriate time to turn on said heat. My building did it sometime around Halloween or around about, about first week in November. My sister's building... On Thanksgiving weekend, still hadn't had it turned on yet. It's the end of November, bleeding somewhat close to December, and they had not turned on the heat. So, cold, frigid nights. 
So that was uncomfortable. And then, to compound that, my wife has a cat allergy. Now, this is not news to anybody in the in the, the circle. Everyone knows that my wife has a cat allergy, and my sisters have cats. And because of that, whenever we're coming over, they put the cats in the back room and don't let them out until we leave, which is dope. Always works out. Never really have a problem. They did the same thing this time. Cats were in the back. And yet, my wife sat on the couch for the first time because it was either couches or beach chairs, which was awesome. I like beach chairs. They're great. But she hadn't been on the couch yet. She gets on the couch. She's just chilling. And everyone, I think, was playing card games or something, some game with cards or whatever. My wife starts turning a nice, shiny, bright tomato red with hives because that's what she gets when she has her allergic reaction. She gets hives. And they get everywhere. Eyelids, armpits, everywhere sensitive on your body, that's where she gets them. And all over the body. It covers the whole body. Now, in the past, when my wife gets these, it usually feels like a burning sensation, like it's an itch. It's a crazy hot situation. Like she's burning from the inside. It's a weird It's a weird thing that we have to go through sometimes when she has these things. But I've been there. I know what to do. And as soon as I saw the, saw the first hive, I said, well, I got to go to the store and get Benadryl. So I did that. Thanksgiving Day, I found a store that had Benadryl. Everything in South Jersey is closed during the holidays. It's not like New York where you can still go to a corner store 10 minutes to New Year's Eve. You know, it's South Jersey. Everything closes at a reasonable hour so everyone can spend their holidays like a normal human being. So, I, But I still found a store. Luckily, Wawa, baby. Always in the clutch. Wawa. Found the Benadryl comes back. Give her that. And it helps. And she starts to clear up by the next day. By the way, another frozen frigid night. So, we made the plan for the day after Thanksgiving to take my son to an aquarium down in Camden, New Jersey. Adventure Aquarium. My wife starts a hobbling and a moving weird. I'm I'm wondering what's to deal with that. Maybe she's just achy from the cold evening. Turns out, period, boom. So now she's got a breakout. She's a migraine sufferer, so both nights because of the cold she's had migraines, and now she's got her period. Okay, we're going to make this trip work, right? So we go to the aquarium anyway because my wife is a badass and she's not going to let her body betray her or make the rules. Unfortunately, even though she went, her body was starting to win the battle. Steps were a problem walking around. I got a bunch of video of her doing cool shit with the kid, but uh, it was not a comfortable trip to the aquarium. So then we come back. And now she's developing sniffles and coughs it's from the cold nights. All right, so my son's starting to sniffling cough. I'm starting to sniffling cough. So we said we were supposed to be there until Sunday, but we said, you know what? We may have to cut it short because we're just not comfortable right now. But the next day, we had promised our son that we, can, we were going to take him swimming because there's an indoor. My, my sister uh, works at a health and fitness facility, and they've got multiple indoor heated pools. So we're like, you know, a little chlorine, a little moving around. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. So we went, had a good time, and we came back. And as we were coming back, the the sniffles and the coughs and everything started to get worse. And we all agreed. I don't know if I could do one more night 
freezing my ass off, I think I'd like to head home. So we packed up all our stuff, and we started heading home. And that was a Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Sunday, I, my wife, and my son woke up on Sunday like all three of us had been beat in the fucking head with baseball bats all fucking night. I don't get sick, for the record. Not like, not like I'm like this unstoppable monster or anything. It just, luck is in my favor. I just don't get sick. I don't. I have in the past, but it's rare occasions. It is usually something like, you know, like I've had bronchitis twice. You know, I've had mild congenitive stuff. I've had GERD. I'm still confused as to exactly what that was, but I know that it sucks and it hurts. It involves gas in the tummy. So I've had a few, like, ordeals, but nothing really, like... I've never been sick, sick, like, ugh, my nose, sick, you know what I mean? So, my son's rarely ever sick, too, but he's, he's killing the tissue box. My wife, who is sick often, often enough to be annoying for her, she, she, she gets annoyed at this point at how many times that she gets sick. But she feels like death incarnate. And so, all three of us are sick. So, all three of us are trying to take care of each other, blah, blah. And again, we're just, this is a cold, right? Because all those nights and we were freezing and, and it was just no good. So we're taking care of each other, blah, blah, blah. But me and my wife, were not feeling it. So we both called out of work Monday. Alex went to school because he really wanted to go because there was something going on at his school he really wanted to do. So, so we took him and he went. Uh, not feeling all that well. They didn't have a temperature and he was excited. So he had a lot more energy than the two of us did. So we took him. And then Monday... My wife and I hung out. Now, remember, at the beginning of this, I said that while I was in Jersey, I was hoping to find a way that me and Dave could get together and do something. And between us not really feeling well and him also not feeling well and having other obligations, it didn't happen. So rather than just throw a bullshit episode together for the shits and giggles of just doing it, I just said, fuck it. We'll just do it next week. Didn't realize how necessary that was going to be because now we get to Monday and my wife and I are home, my son's at school, and we're fucking dying. We're dying. I wish I could express the amount of suffering that I felt. I've never in my life been this sick. And, I, and it started making me kind of wonder, because I was like, I know that we feel like this could be a cold, because everything lined up like it was a cold. These are all symptoms and things that I felt you know, like the sniffy nose, the coughing, the everything like that. But I never had the constant nausea and the dizziness and blah, blah, blah. So my wife and I were like, you know what? Let's just take the NyQuil. We'll, we'll be over this like we always do. Like we always do. We'll just, let's just get to work tomorrow and figure it out. So he we went to work. And believe it or not, as we went to work, started livening up a little bit. Because, you know, work's very active. But it was definitely harder than normal, and we didn't rally around the same time as we normally do. Something's off. So we felt really, really horrible to the point where we kind of got Alex to bed earlier than normal because the both of us just really wanted to go to sleep, and he wanted to go to sleep. So we went to work Tuesday, and we felt worse. I mean, we're coming off 
combined 10 hours of sleep, all of us, and we felt worse. We didn't feel any better. So that's when it became a flag. This could be a serious problem. So this time when we picked Alex up, we decided, what was that, Wednesday, we should get tested. Now, let me just preface this. I, I didn't mention this in the beginning. When Before Thanksgiving happened, we had gotten tested because my son had a little bit of a sniffle and a cough and blah, blah, blah. And, and for the last two years since this pandemic started, anytime any of us get sick for any reason, no matter how small, we go to the facility, which is not far from our home. We got one like about eight blocks from my house. I'm on, not even more than that. I'm on 69th, and the place is on 86th. So what's that, 17 blocks? Whatever. It ain't far. It's a few minutes that way. And it's a quick testing facility. All they do is just test, right? So every time any of us get sick, that's where we go. Our information's in there. It's easy peasy. They, they do rapid, and they do the PCR. So we're in there all the time. We had just gotten tested. We were like, we're not, we don't have COVID. It has to be the cold. We just got tested the other day, and we're negative. But this is getting worse and getting worse. And it's got me nervous, and I don't get nervous about this stuff. So, and this is why I don't, because the minute I got nervous, the other two get nervous and they start panicking. And that's why I don't get nervous, because if I get nervous, then they know something's really, really, really wrong. So, yeah, so I got nervous this time. So I was like, no, I, I think this time we need to go f back and see what's up. But we just test. I know, but shit happens, and this is getting worse. So we went to the facility, and funny enough, we didn't test him because we had just, like I said, we had, we had just tested, but he was the most recent test. He got tested the day before we left to Thanksgiving for the family, and he was negative. So negative from us, negative from him. So we're not going to put him through that. You know, if we, I told her, I said, if we pop, then we'll bring him back or whatever, just to double check. All right. But I'm not going to put him through that for no reason. Cause we've been testing for two years. We're negative every single time. So I was like, I'm not going to put him through that. If I don't have to, I'll test, I'll bite the bullet. And Steph was like, no, I'll test too. Cause I want to know blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, fine. So we tested, but not him. So it's a rapid and a PCR. So you get you get your email like, I don't know, 45 minutes after the test. And then uh, like a day or two later, you get your PCR results. So in case the rapid comes back one way, the PCR is, is the definitive one. <clears throat> and that's what comes uh, later on. So we took our test, got back in the car. We're dead. Okay? We have no energy to do shit. We're supposed to go food shopping. So you say, okay, you know what? Let's knock this out. Let's just get over it. Let's do the food shopping, and let's just go home. So we do the food shopping. We get everything together. We head home. Now we're literally just walking in the door of the house, and my phone goes off. So I answered my phone, which I don't normally do for a number that's not saved. For those of you who have my number who are listening to this, if, I don't, if you're not saved on my phone, I don't answer the fucking phone. So you either better text me and let me know it's you or leave a voicemail for me to call you back. But I don't answer phone numbers that are not saved on my phone. That's like a thing. But 
having said that, I rarely ever get numbers like that. So when I got this weird number on my phone, I was like, "This." I felt it in my fucking bones. This is the testing facility. I know it. I know it. I didn't even look at my phone yet to see if my results came in. It was the phone call. So I answered the phone. Is this blah, 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 blah. Yes, it is. Okay, did you get a chance to look at your test results? I have not. I just walked in the door right now. Well, we regret to, we regret to inform you that your test came back positive. You have COVID-19. So I just kind of like grabbed my face for a second. I was just like, are you fucking serious? And my wife comes into the room and she goes, what's wrong? I said, check your email because I popped on the test. And she was like, what? And I was like, yep, popped on the test. And so she checked her email. She's positive. So imagine... <laughs> For two years, we locked ourselves into this house. You guys have heard every episode I've done in this house. You know that we've been locked in this house for this exact fucking reason. Because we knew that the minute we started leaving this house, the risk would go through the roof. And here we are. So now my wife was worried because Alex didn't get tested yet. And Alex has been sick too. So she was like, well, what are we supposed to do? So then... We called the facility up and we told him, hey, we got tested, but our son didn't get tested. He's here. Um, I would love to take him back to the facility to get tested, but I don't know how that works considering we're now officially positive. So I don't know if we can go back in there or if we can't. She said, well, I'm not entirely sure you guys can come back, but if you want, you guys can. Uh, you're going to get a phone call from the city. And then when the city calls you, you let them know that you have a minor in your home that needs to be tested and they should send someone to your home. That was the instruction they gave us. I said, all right, no problem. I guess I'll wait for the phone call and see what happens. So that first night, we don't really know if Alex is, I mean, Alex has been sick, but we don't know if he's got anything or not. So obviously when you first find out, you got to start calling a bunch of people, right? Everybody that you were around the last, ever since you started feeling sick, you got to call them all back. So we called everybody that we could, and Lord and behold, a few of them popped on the test as well. So it is what it is, right? We don't know who gave what to what. Doesn't really fucking matter at this point. Sick is sick. It is what it is. <clears throat> um, we went to work feeling like this, so then we had to call our jobs, let them know, hey, uh, that whole time that we were you know, trying to prove how tough we were to you guys and we pushed through. Yeah, well, we got it. So you might want to start calling people up and let them know. Uh, as of this recording, nobody that we've been in contact with, with the exception of a few family members, uh, nobody at our jobs, I should say, has come up positive on a test. They've all tested. They're all still negative. So all of the precautions that me and my wife have been taking at work uh, still works, apparently. Because none of them have anything, so they're good. So that's one less thing for us to have to worry about. So we had to make all these plans and put all these things into place. And it was a whole ordeal for a whole day and night. The next day, we go waiting for the phone call. And my wife is deciding on her own, I don't want to wait for a phone call because what if the call never comes, right? This is New York City. They tell you all the time, oh, we're going to take care of you and do this, this, this. And they never fucking do it. So my wife was like, I don't know if I want to take that chance. So she remembered that one of the facilities down here, PM Pediatrics, does testing for younger kids. So she called him on the phone and she said, do you guys do testing? Am I able to get him tested there? We're positive. We want to make sure what his situation is. And they told us 
And we couldn't go in the facility because of our positive diagnosis, but they could test him in the car outside. We just had to let him know we were coming in. I said, all right, cool, let's do that. But then they said, well, where did you test? Before you come here, where did you test? Oh, we tested at 80, blah, 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 blah. And how come you can't go back to where, because it was closer to us. He said, well, we just assumed we couldn't because we're positive. And then we spoke to the lady yesterday. She said she was pretty sure we couldn't either. And they told us they're not actually supposed to turn you away. As long as you're wearing your precautions, they should still be able to at least test him. Meaning him go inside without us or whatever the case may be. Which I'm not big on because my son is six. And I'm not trying to have my son go inside some testing facility without me or his mother. So, uh, I was kind of iffy about it, but we still hadn't had a call and we, she wanted to know. So we got dressed up the best ways we possibly can. We took him to the facility. She was with him. So I don't know what she said, but I'm looking in the rear view mirror and she's talking to them and they're talking to her. And the next thing I know, they both go inside. So I was like, all right, I feel good about that. So they both went inside. They did whatever they did. They come back into the car. We go straight back to the house. So now we're waiting for the results to come in. And the result comes in and Alex is positive. So this whole house got the whole shebang. I don't know if you guys can hear my wife coughing in the background now as we speak. So we we all got it. So um, we've been quarantined again. This time of our own volition, you know, Keeping everything here as sterile as humanly possible. I'm in the house of it right now as we speak, off in the living room doing my thing. And just keeping everything as natural as possible. So now you guys might have an understanding now of a little bit of why something, you know, something like the show. There's also been some homework assignments that are frivolous little things that I'm supposed to be doing for my student teaching as I approach the end here that I've spoken to the professor about. And uh, they're going to give me a pass on some of that stuff because I, I told her at one point I can't see. Str- I was I legitimately dizzy. That's the next portion of this I want to get into. Uh, these symptoms. So I've heard so many times people were like, some people told me, yeah, I was really, really sick. And then some people were like, I didn't feel the fucking thing. You know, I think, what was it, Dave Chappelle? <laughs> Dave Chappelle was like, yeah, I got it. I was in the hotel room and nothing. I was sitting in the hotel room getting stronger every day. Uh, that wasn't me. Uh, my symptoms, I when the, when the facility calls you finally and they go, hey, what symptoms are you feeling? I'm like, all of them. Circle them all. Uh, and if you're going to ask me one through ten, they're all twelves. Uh, I wanted to die. Like, I don't understand how to explain it. I don't know. It's just because I never get sick. And it was just a vulnerable feeling. Not being able to control certain things like temperature regulation. In one second, I'm extremely cold and like shaky trembly and then the next i'm hot and i can't stop sweating and i feel like i'm gonna overheat and i just it was so many different things i had a cough i had my uh, sore throat i had um a fe- i've had a fever for like a short while it wasn't really all that fever steph had everything that i had but then she couldn't taste and then she couldn't smell and it was just all fucking crazy. My son had lost his voice because of his his throat. Uh, he couldn't even speak, which, you know, not for nothing was a, a side bonus, I guess, because I didn't have to hear this fucker say anything for a full day. That was cool. But other than that, you know, it sucks that it had to happen under that circumstance, you know. 
uh, especially from my end, you know, I, I'm not usually sick, which means whenever the other two get sick, I'm usually the one to take care of them. So for all three of us to be sick was weird and a little frustrating for me because I wanted to help my family and I couldn't. And it's the weirdest, it's the first time I think I've had a family where I couldn't. And it was just a really weird and vulnerable, I was, you know, I'm I'm not an easy person to live with, period. So when I'm not right, I can only assume it's worse to be around me because I'm short and I'm cranky and I'm upset. And so same thing happened at work when we went through the work stuff. You know, short, just to it. (sighs) So felt everything. Felt every fucking thing you can possibly feel in that situation. Every medical blah, 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 blah. And I feel really bad because right in the middle of all this, right in the middle of feeling like a dump truck just backed into your ribs and the body aches and everything hurts down from my toes to the top of my head, everything hurt. It throbbed. It ached. Everything hurts. The fucking city of New York is calling me up the fucking wazoo. Fucking Department of Education is calling me. Fucking test center is calling me. Fucking COVID whatever trace team or whatever the fuck they call them. Uh, what is that? Co- 212 COVID-19 people. Whatever the fuck they call themselves. Calling me on the goddamn phone. Asking me 21 million fucking questions. Okay? So the first people that fucking called me, I spoke to them and I answered their questions. I figured it was standard procedure. I had to do this when I got off of uh, when I went to Florida and I got off the plane. I had to answer these questions, so I didn't think too much of it. Then the Department of Education called me, both for uh, me and my wife and for my son, and I asked they had some questions too. So I'm answering them, but I'm not happy about it. I'm like, I just you know copy and paste, bro. Like it's the same answers, whatever. Then the two one two people called me. Well, let me not say that. They called my wife first. They called me, but I missed the call. They called my wife, and my wife was on the phone with them. My my wife must have been on that phone 45 goddamn minutes. They asked her every question in the fucking book. Between relevant questions involving the disease, like how do you feel or what symptoms are you feeling, down to, what was it they had? Her fucking zodiac sign and fucking, what? I don't know, just the stupidest fucking questions in the world. That pertain to fucking nothing. Just bullshitting, wasting time. Like, we're not fucking hurting right now. Can you not hear on the phone with me coughing and gagging up, flaming shit? This is not the time to be quizzing me on my fucking astrological situation. I'm fucking sick here, bro. Back up. That was the way that I had felt. So I was just, I didn't want to answer the phone. Because I saw the number on her phone and I was like, I'm not answering that phone because... I'm not, I'm just not gonna, I'm not doing this again, again, short guys, short. So I finally got the call again. They called me later and I answered the phone like you would expect, you know, hello, you know, (laughs) I'm sure the person who was calling me right off the back knew this is going to be a bad time. So I was like, hello. And then she had the most cheerful voice. I feel so bad, but fuck it. Most cheerful voice. She's trying to sound so nice, and I just cut her off. I was just like, "Listen," and I just told her, "Look, we already answered these questions." Blah 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 blah. 
And I went through all that, and she was like, I know, I understand, you're not feeling well, da, 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 da. She goes, well, these are, these are questions that we have to ask. Would you be okay if I called you back later? I said, no, not really. You don't need to call me. It's all set. I'm straight. Everything got worked out, which it was. My job, the contacts, everything you're supposed to do for COVID has already been done. It was done the night before. So I was like, no, you don't need to call me. It's all fine. I'm subscribed. Unlike, I'm unclicking the bell. You don't need to fucking call me back. Goodbye. And I hung the phone up. I didn't even wait for a response. This must have been, I don't know, 6 p.m., some shit like that. 9 p.m. Same number, different voice. Same attitude, though. Chipper as fuck. Started asking me questions. Didn't I mean, introduced herself and then went right into the questions. And I got to tell you, never in my life have I ever cut a promo in my life than I cut right then. And I felt like I should, if there's anything to take from COVID, apparently I cut a meaner promo when I'm in pain than when I'm coming off the top of my head. I let this woman have it. I let this poor, unsuspecting, innocent lady feel my fucking wrath. She cried. I'm not making this shit up. She cried. Not boo-hoo tears, but you can hear her sniffle and you can hear her holding back a barrage of just tear bullets because, and I kept saying it throughout, but my tone didn't dictate any sensitivity to the matter. I kept telling her, this isn't for you. Because they tell you at the beginning, you know, this, these phone calls are being recorded for your safety and for your privacy. And I've said, this isn't for you, lady. This is for the people listening to this audio. Fuck you. And I just shot a promo on the fucking city of New York. I'm dying here. I'm fucking dying. What movie was that? Was that uh, Pulp Fiction? I'm fucking dying, man. I'm fucking dying. Oh, was that Reservoir Dogs? One of those. I'm fucking dying back here, man. I'm on the phone talking to this lady with, like, no voice, just sweating from my forehead down to my balls. I just feel no good. And this poor, unsuspecting lady is just getting barraged. And then at the end of all of this, she just writes, she just tells me, so I should probably just write down, you don't want to be contacted anymore. And I was like, yeah, stamp it, put it in an email or a fucking envelope or whatever you got to do. Put it on de Blasio's desk. Don't call this fucking number. Because the next fucking person to call this number is going to get it worse. Don't call this number for fucking nothing. Zilp, zilch, nothing. Two years, two years that I didn't get sick. And I've been in close contact with people who were sick. I never got a call. So you're not calling these people. You're asking about me tracing. You're not giving me any medical advice that I could use to combat these symptoms. You're not doing anything toward my situation at all whatsoever. You just want to ask me questions, and I don't got time for it. So... No, don't call this fucking number again. And then, you know what? They haven't called it. I've been, I've been NYC free this entire time. So there's that. So you're probably wondering to yourself now, after all that, why are you doing an episode at all? Take it easy, right? Well, good news, bad news. Good news is I'm starting to feel a little less like shit. A little bit. A little more, not sweating as much, not shaking as much. 
You know, I'm starting to feel it a little. Still, I'm starting to feel a little more normal each day, a little bit. My son is in full force. Back to him. My wife's coming along. She's starting to get a little taste back, and we're starting to get on the mend here. Uh, but we're going to be down uh, all this week. This is Monday, right? So this is the 6th. All this week. And uh, hopefully get back on track with some normalcy. Not just with this show, but in all aspects of our life. Because our life has been basically completely shut the fuck down. We couldn't couldn't physically move. Which is dangerous when you've got a minor in the house just roaming around. Not being able to move too much. You have, you have a, for those of you who have kids, and you, if you have a kid that's bored, it's not a good combination to have a child bored and both parents hurting. Uh, it's a very inopportunistic situation for all parties involved. So, no good on that. No good on that. Uh, my wife was asking me before I recorded this, well, what kind of wrestling shit are you going to talk about? Not a fucking one. Because I was paying attention to the wrestling stuff while I was sick. And I feel like it made my symptoms even worse. I couldn't sit through Survivor Series. I still have to watch Hard to Kill in the NWA show. I heard that was a pretty pretty okay show, but we'll see. Uh, I couldn't sit through Survivor Series. As you guys know, I, I can't stomach watching Dynamite and rampage all the way through the pay-per-views are awesome i explained that last time the pay-per-views are awesome i can't i can't do the week to week to week i can't do it i saw people talking you know i got people on my social media who you know they pop for certain things you know so it's like seth got attacked by a fan okay cool you know oh he was special needs no he was just an idiot you don't have there's a difference between special needs and just fucking stupid. And, and I saw the video that all of you guys saw. I don't know about special needs, but he is fucking stupid. And it's just, it's whatever. And then, you know, so, you know MJF and CM Punk, a master's class and promo, and, and it wasn't. I said it on some other social media. I was like, this isn't going to live up to the hype. I know it isn't. Nothing this hyped could be that good. And, of course, it wasn't. Uh... It was tailor-made for MJF. They just read YouTube comments back and forth to each other. Zingers and one-liners. And, oh, less famous Miz. Oh, PG Punk. Yeah, they just, it was, it was what it was. It, it got the audience that they were performing in front of, and that's what really matters. It wasn't a terrible promo segment, but 18 minutes, my God. If you can't get to your point less than that, I mean, you don't have a point. Still hasn't even led. None of this has led to a match. They didn't sell one ticket in that entire 18 goddamn minutes. I'm not any closer to wanting to see them fight. Where's the story in that? They just took pot shots at each other for the entire fucking time. It got to the point in that promo where even Punk was like, "All right, we we've wasted enough time being out here because it, because and we're all and let's 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 be real about this. 18 minutes. This was Punk sitting back letting the kid bury himself." That's all that was. Punk knew that was too long of a goddamn segment. He just wanted to see how how long can this long-winded motherfucker go. And apparently the answer is as long as he wants. MJF can just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Gifted 
is MJF. The boy, he's get that boy good. That boy gifted. He's talented. But someone needs to guide this motherfucker on what to do with all those goddamn tools. Apparently, Chris didn't teach him shit. So somebody along the way has got to guide this motherfucker in how to use that verbal gift that he has in the appropriate fucking way. Because he's ooze in these eyes. That's all that it was, too. I was making fun of that on social media. You know, MJF opens newspaper, AEW audience. Ooh, ah, ooh. Because that's how they react. It's a high school lunchroom. That's what the AEW audience is every time. Ooh, ah. It It was a good promo segment because of the content. It was just, they were good singers. My favorite line of the whole thing, MJF. And if there's anybody here, based on your eyes, who needs to go to sleep. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was pretty funny. That was a good one. But all that other garbage. Uh, you replaced by Britt Baker. Ooh, a less famous Miz. Ooh, I'm going to cut you out shorter than your UFC career. Ooh. <laughs> Whatever. Wasn't impressed. It's whatever. I like both guys. And I like the way both guys do their thing. But MJF and CM... The, <laughs> MJF and CM Punk couldn't be, too, couldn't be far, further apart promo-wise. Their promo styles are completely different. And that's what fans have a hard time. Fans just lump people into good promo, bad promo. They don't file what types of promos these individuals are. And MJF and Punk are... Polar opposites. Punk, Punk will sell tickets. He will tell in, in a story. That's why I actually felt, and I, and I mentioned this to somebody else, I felt the Punk Kingston promo that followed, I mean, that, that pre- predicated this promo was better. Kingston and Punk was better. Told a story. Got some feelings out there. Sold some tickets. Based on what the two guys said, I can't wait to see these fuckers fight. That's not what MJF and Punk's promo did. They did they did their promo, and everyone after the fact said, man, I can't wait to see what they'll say to each other next. That's not what you want. I don't want people to keep anticipating what we'll say to each other. There's got to be a physical payoff. That's how this business works. And they didn't sell one goddamn ticket. Not one. I was ready for Punk and Kingston. I don't give a shit about MJF and Punk. Not on a match end. Just like when people always do these dream cards. You know, fantasy booking, and they always put MJF and Miz in a match together. Why? That would be a fucking horrific fucking... But what about the promos? Fuck the promos. I don't give a shit about the promos. The promos are only good to me if the match is going to be fucking good. If I know that the match is going to be garbage, the promos don't mean anything. It's like two people at school talking shit to each other through classrooms when you know neither one of them can fight. That's not enticing. Neither one of these two idiots can throw a punch, but they're talking shit. You don't give a fuck when that happens. Now, when you take the two toughest kids in school who can fight and have legitimately knocked other people out, and they're talking shit to each other back and forth, now you've, they've piqued your interest. Oh, I want to see this shit. Who the fuck? Who's going to knock the other dick out? That's when you're paying attention. Miz and MJF are not the same 
and it's not even close. Two completely different styles of promo and two completely different styles in the ring. MJF has no problem getting his hands dirty and doing some real shit in that ring. Miss Powder Puff, Cotton Ball, Cottonelle. Letter Kenny, right? Tem, you're, he's fucking 10-ply, bruh. You're fucking 10-ply, bro. Fucking soft is the Miz. So I don't even know why they keep making that goddamn comparison. I wasn't going to sit here and talk about wrestling, but I just, I mean, this is the kind of shit that I'm talking about. This is the kind of shit that was making my, making my fucking symptoms even fucking worse. Couldn't deal with this shit. There's nothing on the fucking television, you know? AEW, WWE, started watching a little bit of the impact on, uh, what was that I was watching? I was watching it on Twitch. I have Twitch in my room now, so whenever I'm folding clothes or whatever, I'll pop on Twitch, get the wrestling going. Not terrible. Not terrible, but it's nothing earth-shattering happening anywhere. Seriously, if 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 the rumors are true and the Briscoes are headed to AEW, what that really, what is that changing? It's great for the Briscoes, it's fantastic for them. I love the idea of being able to see them on TV every week. That'd be cool. But I mean, I mean, people have been using the move the needle thing, right? This will move the needle. Who's moving the needle? No one's moving the needle. No one's making any real splashes. The entertainment industry right now is so. It's so, uh, what right now? What? If it's not a Marvel movie, who gives a shit at this point, right? I mean, people have, people have their interests, and they and they take away from you know they they have their own individual characteristic interests that they follow or whatever. But I'm talking about on a mass level appeal. What's got the people talking? Just really, nothing really, right? We didn't even do a roundtable for the Survivor Series. Like, we didn't even feel the need. You know, we, we were just talking about that on the last show. We talked about Survivor Series on the last show. I don't even want to review that piece of shit show. It's fucking, fucking gross. I don't want anything to do with that fucking show. Definitely not on my shit. There's nothing going on. I had a little bit of fun uh, just before... I got sick and went to Jersey and all this shit hit the fan. Just before, when I was with my guys managing on the road, you know, it's fun to be at shows, but I'm not having any fun watching any shows. None. So I don't know if it's just the mood that I'm currently in or coming off of or whatever the fuck, but I'm not excited about any of this stuff right now. There's a AEW pay-per-view coming up. What the fuck is the name of it? Because I, I don't hear it on the broadcast. What's the name of the... I'm going to look it up, actually, because this would... I'm genuinely curious. They just did full gear. Right? Come down here and it'll say the next pay-per-view's name, right? Revolution. Revolution is the next goddamn pay-per-view. Redirected from 2022. What is this? Oh, they're asking. <laughs> Wiki's asking for a donation. Fuck you then. Look, they don't even have a date for this. I wonder why they're not talking about pay-per-views. They don't even have one scheduled. This is what I'm talking about. 
This is what I'm talking about, man. I don't want to be one of those podcasts that, you know, starts divulging into the past a lot. Because I could do that. A lot of my favorite stuff is in the past, obviously. But I didn't want to be that guy. I wanted to be forward thinking and, and being more present in today's product. But what's going on? What is going on? Not a whole lot, to be honest with you. So, next week, Brother Dave's going to be back on the program. That's going to be dope. Uh, as long as he's feeling okay, I guess. He's he's not sick. But fingers crossed, right? Anything could fucking happen. I didn't think I was going to get sick, but here we are. So, barring anything specific with him, we should all be back on the show next week. Um... I'm going to challenge myself next week because we had an issue for this show coming up with a topic and I just decided to just be real and let you guys in for a little bit and let you know what was going on with all that. And now we're going to challenge ourselves again because as I just illustrated, there's not a whole lot going on. I still want to do my Christmas episode. Pombo's confirmed that he's down. I may add an additional person. Uh, We'll see. But I really want to challenge myself to see how creative I can get with this show moving on. Because not only am I not interested in a lot of today's stuff, but I'm surrounded by people who really aren't. So I don't want to have to keep divulging into the past to pop a rating on the show. But at the same time, I want something fun to fucking talk about. So we're going to have to get creative in what the fuck we're talking about. Um, I found something. It was in my room. When you're quarantined, sometimes you you uh, get a little creative. But I found something in my room. Apparently, I have a Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine. Well, I got several of them, to be fair. But one specifically, it was a best of 2011. And it's 2012. And it was end of the year grades. End of the year grades. For 2011, and I was flipping through the pages, and I was like, holy shit, some of these grades are ridiculous. And it's for the wrestlers in the position they were in at that time, in 2011. And I started flipping through the pages. I'm like, wow, this person's not even wrestling anymore. This person's got a way better grade today than they did then. And I thought it'd be an interesting talking point. So next week... One of the topics that we're going to have is we're going to take a trip into a time machine and look back at the wrestling scene, wrestling scene, excuse me, from 2011, end of the year for 2021. We're going to celebrate the ending of the year 10 years ago, 2011, see what those grades look like, what the magazine said about them at the time, and we'll comment to see what their progress has been in 2021. That's one way that we can go about this. I'm really going to try to sit down and really think of some really cool ways to brighten up 2022. Looking for a rebrand here. I said that last time, and I mean it. So, um, as far as I go, on the mend, feeling a little better, getting a little closer each day to back to normalcy, and my school stuff finishes actually this week. So... Fingers crossed. Let's see if I can survive until then. So I apologize for missing last week and, and not getting anything done for the holidays, but we're we're back full force, full throttle uh, starting up this weekend. So uh, 
what a week and a half this has been for the House of Hull. We've been under attack, but we've we've uh, put up all defenses. I got that man a shield, and we uh, we have survived slowly but surely. We're coming out the uh, we're still coming out the end of it, but for the most part, we're good. We're okay. The family's okay. We're gonna be better as these days move on. But it looks like as of right now, the the worst of everything is behind us now. So that's cool. Uh, we have to retest on Wednesday. And then uh, I'm going to double check Friday because I have something that I need to do over the weekend. But I don't want to do it if I'm still, A, having symptoms and B, I don't want to be a risk to anybody else. So two tests within that week should be good as long as they're both negative. I should be able to still do what I got to do. Uh, oh, before I go. Because I'll get ready to end this. Somebody had asked me this, so I want to quickly just go over this before I go. I am vaccinated, and I've been vaccinated since June. My wife has been vaccinated since late July, August, something like that. <clears throat> My son is not vaccinated. For those of you wondering, if since he's 5 through 11, if he got vaccinated. He is not vaccinated. Um... Yeah, so I am vaccinated. So somebody had asked me, ha, see, pointless. Mm, no. No. <laughs> Don't use my shit against me because it ain't going to work out well for you, okay? I've been saying on this show the whole time, the vaccination is not a cure. I know, I, even though I was vaccinated, I still wore my mask. I still wear gloves on occasion, depending on the situation. Uh, at work, I wear gloves a lot because we're using a lot of the same shit, so... Uh, I've been taking precautions this entire time. I never once laid back on my vaccination and just said, fuck the world. I not only knew that I could, but I eventually, I actually still felt even after I got the vaccination that I'm probably most likely will still at some point. So this is not a situation of, oh, I thought because I was vaccinated that I was, no, none of that. That's not what my situation is at all. And it's not how I feel at all. I don't regret getting the vaccination. As a matter of fact, I'm still going to get the booster when it's available to me. Because it is what it is. Any little bit helps. Okay? Same way that when I get the flu shot and I get a flu like a few months later. Same shit. You know? None of these things are cures. There's no cure to anything anywhere. You'll never be able to wear a suit of armor and just have to not worry about it. So, it is what it is. Just wanted to put that out there. I don't want anybody... Leaning on that to kind of use that. Now, see, you got vaccinated and you still got sick. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Glad you're paying attention. Hopefully, with this information, you'll take it seriously. Because I can only imagine how somebody would feel, you know, based on what I felt and I was vaccinated. I can't imagine what that would have been like going through that and not being vaccinated. Ugh. Actually, I can't imagine it because there's a death toll number that's on TV all the time that lets you know what can happen to people who aren't combining their efforts to make sure their immune system is top-notch. Between the vaccination and this big-ass jug of vitamin C's I got sitting in this house, we whooping this COVID's ass. So we're going we're gonna to come back next week stronger, better. What is it? Faster, further, high? Faster, further, what is it? Faster, further, higher, maybe? Is it? From everyone's favorite Captain Marvel film? Yeah. So, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for sharing. I'm not entirely sure you guys enjoyed this episode, but if you did, 
Thanks. <laughs> if not, I promise you'll be laughing a whole lot more next week. All right? So uh, stay safe out there, guys. Stay safe. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you love the soul, boys, mints, t-shirts, mugs, tank tops, beats to house, phone cases, go to H-A-O-U-N.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. The soul keeps him busy, and he's not playing with me, so stop listening. Well, but he's actually wearing me, so I won't fight. Thank you.